The latest unemployment numbers were an epic disaster, but there is a silver lining. We'll talk about it with our incredible thought leader, co-host, financial psychologist, Dr. Brad Klontz, on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from Lake Mayapak in Putnam County, New York. My name is Dr. Brad Klontz, and I'm over in Boulder, Colorado. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. Like Dr. Brad Klontz, we break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive baking platform for the self-employed pay armor. Joust Invoice Payment Guarantee product supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter the promo code MONEYWITHFRIENDS to get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And that is a service, by the way, that I think more people than ever need because that pay armor is really important. It's one thing to get work, especially if you have your own business, if you're a freelancer, but you have to be able to collect the money. So um, I think what Joust is doing is really important. And by the way, they've actually had a waiting list um, for new customers because they've gotten so much interest. So good for them. And welcome, Dr. Brad Klontz. Yes. Thank you for having me again. You know, the topic being silver linings, I was thinking about some of my silver linings. And uh, one of the big ones for me was I I got my book finished and off to the publisher, which is just, yes, yes. Which is always just this monster that needs to be slayed after a while, right? It's really exciting at first. And then as the months drag on, (laughs) it's like publishers like, where is it? So anyway, uh, last week I got that off to the publisher. So I'm feeling really happy. Now you have to give us a little stink preview. Okay, so this book is um, it, actually interesting. We we actually were writing it before we were facing the event we're facing now, but it's called Money Mammoth, and it's essentially around how our b- brains are programmed to actually self destruct around money and do everything wrong, running with the herd, and you know worried about money that kind of thing. And so it's a deep dive into um, our evolutionary history and looking at our ancestors and multi generational beliefs around money and behaviors around money, and then how to calm and calm that animal part of our brain, but also point it and harness it to reach our financial goals. And it's really based on a series of studies we've done recently where we've skipped educating people on how to manage their money and, and, you know, budget and all that. And we've gone straight into getting people super excited about their financial goals and achieving their goals. And we've saw, we've seen just tremendous increases. For example, one study we did, we saw 73% increase in savings after an hour and a half of getting super excited and clear around why you're saving to begin with. So taking basically that latest research and, and wrapping it within the metaphor of a mammoth. I love that. And and the focus on a goal is something that's really important and something that actually we're going to be talking about within this sto- story that we're going to be doing, because if you're unemployed, we're going to be talking about the jobs report, as we mentioned in the tease. And, um, you got time, you can focus on your goals. But first, let's see which one of our which one of our friends is going to lead us into today's headline. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Money headlines explained 6 days a week. 
That means you've turned into Money with Friends. All right, Brad, you got this? I do. So the article is A Silver Lining Among Record Job Loss by David Payne. While employment fell by a record 20.5 million in April, 18 million of those lost jobs were classified as temporary layoffs, providing a small silver lining. States are beginning to reopen their economies, and we should see some workers headed back to work. However, even those businesses that are reopening are likely to do so at less than full speed, and so the number of unemployed is likely to stay high for some time. Sectors that lost over half their employees included food services, amusements, personal services, dentists, movie production, sports, retail clothing, and furniture. Sectors losing a third of their workers included airlines, daycare, and temporary workers. Many states are allowing healthcare offices to reopen, plus retail and restaurants at low capacity. Job numbers should rise in May, but will likely remain low, especially in sectors that require mass gatherings. The unemployment rate rose by 14.7%, but the Bureau of Labor Statistics suggested the true rate was higher. If statisticians um, think that the high number of unemployed workers reported as absent should have been classified as as, um, temporary layoff. After adjustment, the rate would be 19.5%. Another 3% of workers simply dropped out of the labor force because they couldn't look for a job. Finally, still another 3% went from full-time to part-time because of cuts in hours worked. April saw a big jump in wages, that, but that was a statistical fluke. So many low-paid workers were laid off. Um, so many low-paid workers were laid off that it caused the average wage rate to jump. Yeah. So the silver lining, just to highlight that, is that a lot of people are in these jobs where the belief is they will come back. And I wanted to talk to about this with you, Dr. Brad, especially because how does that change the psychology of the layoff? Are you not as sad? Are you not as motivated to look for something different? Are you not as motivated to maybe think about, okay, this kind of career isn't going to work out long term. Maybe I have to develop new skills while I'm home. Maybe I have to pivot or at least be thinking about plan B, plan C, plan D, and so on. Yeah, I think that it's really tough to even think through those scenarios. If you're actually one of the people who've lost your job, if you're one of the people who've lost your job or fearing losing your job, you're going tonight, you're going to bed at night anxious. You're you're having trouble sleeping. You're worried about what's going to happen with your kids, your family. And what we know from basically, I, I think we're all experiencing a bit of a trauma, Bobby. And, and this is a very traumatic experience for many, many people. And there's tons of uncertainty wrapped up in it. And what we know from research around trauma and post-traumatic stress is that when we are frozen and stuck and feel like we can take no action, that's when we're most likely to get hit the hardest by those lingering feelings of anxiety and that worry. And so um, the encouragement I give people is to try to find something you can control to execute on that. Now, your job might come back in three to six months. Um, but if you do have time at home, and, and this is another thing that I hear that, oh, take all this extra time that you have at home. Well, if you have children, you don't have any extra time. And as a matter of fact, you might have less than you ever had. But look for opportunities to perhaps advance yourself or get some additional training or ex- extra skill set, um, sharpen up your resume. These are the types of action steps that I think it really helps to put your energy into, because even if you think your job is going to come back, just sitting around waiting and hoping, I, I have a, it just increases anxiety for a lot of people. So trying to find ways to take action. That's a really good point. And I think one other thing that's different this time is in past recessions, and I'm thinking back to you know 2008, 
it was to some degree an economy of one. We would see these mass layoffs, but first of all, they were gradual. It was, it was ongoing over a longer period of time. And if you still had your job, it didn't affect you so much. But here, even if you have your job, this situation is affecting 100% of the population. And if in fact, even though the unemployment rate was officially 14.7, many people think it could be as high as 25%. So one in four people have been impacted by losing their job. That's not counting the people that feel vulnerable. That's not counting the people who are making, In I believe this doesn't include people who are making less money. So it's really hitting a lot closer to home for so many people. It is. And, you know, if you have the news on all day, you're just piping in um, anxiety into your household. Uh, and of course, you know, the news, they get clicks based on the most terrifying, you know, alarming interesting pieces that that actually hit your animal brain and so just being conscious conscious of that like how much of that do you need to be piping into your life and into your emotions um, and into your hearts because it's going to have an effect for sure yeah um and and look i think that i like the idea of the silver lining but people are skeptical about this and we wanted to see what our bunny friends thought so we did put this out to instagram and ask them do you think this is our Instagram account, which is at Money Friends Pod. If you guys want to participate, do you think a lot of the jobs lost will come back soon after the restrictions are lifted? Um, and so we asked people yes or no. What do you think our Money Friends said? Um, the Annetter said the service. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 pause. Oh. What do you think percentage wise? Oh. And then I'm going to oh, have percentage you read. Wise. Right. Oh. Then we ask people to elaborate. Got it, okay, got so it. What do you um, think yes. the survey so I'm, I'm said, usually, the poll? I'm kind of terrible at this. So um, I'm going to guess around 75%. Said which? Well, had the more optimistic point of view. No, we had 65% no, which I also, I have to say, I'm with you. I was surprised. I like to keep a positive outlook because these Mm -hmm. jobs were eliminated sort of artificially, right? So they weren't eliminated because people suddenly didn't like the food at a restaurant. The restaurant had to close because the government said it had to close. So in theory, I would think that if all the restrictions were lifted at whatever point in time that may be, and we didn't put a point in time here, um, I would think they'd be coming back. But I guess people are a little bit down at this point. Now you have some of the, we asked people to elaborate. So you have some of those answers. You know, it makes sense though, too, Bobby, to your point, because I feel like there was much more optimism early on. And I think the longer it goes, the more people are wondering what are the long-term effects. So I can see that. Um, so the Annetter said the service industry travel and retail will eventually return. Josh MC7, companies might be tempted to try to do the same amount of work with less people, which is a real concern. Vincent um, Chipolone, sorry, Vincent, spendy old folks are going to be wary of going out for a decent amount of time. She picks up pennies. People have to want to travel and eat out and spend. Um, Giselle Barr, I'm so sorry with these names. They're very long handles. (laughs) Uh, Giselle said pizza or burgers will probably bounce back. Okay, fair enough. And I think that a lot of it is that, you know, people may go out, but maybe not as much because the experience won't be the same as what they're used to. So they might go out to support the businesses very deliberately, but at the same time, especially with older people and older people are people that if they've, you know, saved well, they may be uh, traveling more. And those are industries that were hit. They, you know, certainly the cruise industry and eating out, going to theater very often, you do see older crowds and the older people will probably be guided to be the most cautious because they are so vulnerable. And I think that makes it really tough. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of really intelligent people who really have their acts together. And there, there's this level of anxiety that's really deep down in our subconscious right now. And so even if the, the switch gets turned and everything's back on, I think there's going to be a lot of fear and trepidation. And going back to my discussion around trauma, you know, it's like when you get bit by a snake once, you're like really wary to anything that slithers in the grass, you run away. And so I think there's going to be a lot of hypersensitivity and concern that lingers for quite a long time. I do agree. We, we taped this uh, live in front of a Facebook Live audience. You can join us here, by the way. We're on the Stacking Benjamins page, our sister podcast. Um, and that is facebook.com forward slash Benjamins. We have um, with us, we have Adrian, Annette, Sarah, Kimberly, Michelle. Let's take a comment from Adrian. Do you want to grab that, Brad? Sure. Adrian said, even people who are working good jobs like IT and are not essential are worried about losing their jobs. Yeah, because everything we're learning, we are one big uh, economic ecosystem, not just even in this country. Globally, so many different industries are connected that the impact is very broad. Definitely true. And like, for example, universities are, are being hit extremely hard. And depending on when the openings occur, if they occur, th there's going to be a huge impact on that um, part of the sector, too. Yeah, we have Kimberly here. Kimberly said... With so many people laid off, it's also increasing the competition for job openings. Definitely the case. There's a lot more people who are scrambling and, and looking around. So those jobs that are available are going to get a lot more competition. So what is your advice for people that are hoping for the silver lining, but mm, you never know? Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of hoping for the best and always thinking positive around what's going to happen for your future and looking for those opportunities. And I'm also a huge plan of planning for the worst. So I think we actually need to do both things. And so if you are optimistic, and I hope that you are about your, your future prospects, that's fabulous. It'll help you sleep better at night. It'll make you happier in general. Optimism is a great thing. And also hedge your bet. So if you if you do have extra time, if you're fortunate to have extra time um, in your home situation right now, look for ways to figure out where you want to go next or advance your skill set or, you know, just as simple as is if you're in a managerial position and you want to like if you're a better speaker, for example, and reading books about how to be a better speaker, finding ways to really give yourself a leg up for when um, we go back on and we're going to go back on for sure. Yeah. And also I would add, stay in touch with people. I mean, you don't have to have a formal quote Zoom call with people, but just send people a text and let them know what you're up to, check in how they're doing because the networking has had to move to being virtual. And I definitely am a fan of meeting people in person and having, you know, whatever it may be, a coffee or a drink, whatever works for you. I do think that is priceless, but we don't have that right now. So make the best of it and don't just go into a, a you know a hole in your in your home. Make sure you're still reaching out and just touching base, sending a quick text saying, how are you? What are you working on? Is there anything I can help you with? Things like that um, and being in touch. Let's just take one last comment before we get to our takeaways. And this is from Shabal. Do you want to grab that? I can only catch part of it there, but okay. people will not compensate for everything they have missed out. Dinners out, holidays, flights. You may postpone a holiday, but you will not calculate how many um, lattes you did not get at Starbucks and return to go fulfill them. Hence the slow recovery. It's a fabulous point. Like yeah. this, we, we talk about this pent up demand and yes, there's pent up demand, but th a lot of those purchases will never be recovered. Obviously, like yeah. you, you can't go back and drink all those lattes. Good all point. Right. I lied. I'm going to take one tiny quick question because we do want to answer this. Um, Adrian asks you, Dr. Brad, ad advice for young grads or young professionals. 
You know, young grads and young professionals, I think, are being hit on a very deep level. Many of them, for example, didn't get to finish an internship or even have that opportunity. And as you know, having that first internship for many, many students is their career path. That, that opens the door for them to get into the industry. Um, and so it's I feel especially I have a lot of compassion for you know our seniors in high school and our seniors in college right now because they're going to be missing out on this, this huge light, rite of passage associated with that. Um, and the only thing they, I think they can do is to, to sit back and, and again, really strategize where they want to hit the ground running. And as a matter of fact, I know personally many people who've actually launched businesses when the la within the last month or two and are doing exceptionally well because um, with every crisis, there are these opportunities. And so obviously, for example, there's a lot more activity online. And so I've seen some people, some young entrepreneurs who had a different plan, but have adjusted now and are making thousands of dollars a week by, by doing, opening some online businesses. So always be looking for those opportunities. That's, that's my best advice for young folks. On that note, before we get to our takeaways, I do want to thank Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Um, for anyone, you know, this is a perfect segue. If you've thought about starting your own business, you're going to need a bank account. They do that. Um, maybe you wanted to take a side passion project. You weren't sure to where, where to begin. You need to get set up. You want to make sure that you get a steady income. That's one of the things that you need to think of. They have something called Pay Armor, which makes sure that you get paid. It's their invoice payment guarantee product. 71% of the gig economy workforce experiences non-payment, and I'm betting that stat is going to go up. So everyone, check out Joust, and also you support the show. You can check them out at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Enter the promo code MONEYWITHFRIENDS and get $100 in credit. That is try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And by the way, money with friends, banks with Joust. We love the company. Take Thanks away, for Tom. having me. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm huge into silver linings. And um, I also think, though, it's really important to acknowledge the reality of the pain that you're feeling. So that that's actually a very unhelpful psychological tip you hear people tell you is just, oh, look on the bright side. It's like that's absolutely look on the bright side but you have to acknowledge what's happening. You have to acknowledge the pain and the fear and the anxiety. And when we try to like push that away and pretend like it's not there, it's going to rear its ugly head and bite us. Um, and so it's really important to do that. And so that, that fear is real. Sit down, talk to somebody about it, journal about it. This is a very real thing. And, and the good news is you're not alone. I mean, I guess it's good news. I mean, it's, it's like, this isn't your quote fault. Like a lot in a lot of previous um, crises, there was a lot of personal responsibility we ended up taking because it's like we made some really bad decisions, right? Um, like we bought a house we couldn't afford, for example, that kind of thing. Um, or back for me, like I made a bunch of terrible investments in the tech bubble. Okay, that's on me. Yes, the bubble crashed, but I did those things. There's a lot of value in looking at what you did to contribute to this. Like if you didn't have an emergency fund, for example, now, of course, you're, you're going to have one at the other side of this. So it does help to do that. But you're not alone. And, and who could have possibly anticipated that, for example, universities that have been around for 150 years are now firing professors? Like who would have thought this would happen? Um, so a lot of this is really out of our control. So taking some solace in the fact that you're not alone. So many of us are going through this and we really will make it through on the other side. Thank you so much for that. I, you know, echoing the fact that, you know, we all do need to look for silver linings. The truth is, temporary or not, there are a lot of people in economic pain in ways that they had no role in and really in no way could have seen this coming. So first of all, let's all be as empathetic. I think that's the right word, right? Empathetic mm -hmm. to each other 
as we can. Um, it's not an economy of one. It's an economy of all. We are all impacted by this. We are all one big economic ecosystem. So for those of you who at this moment are out of work, um, even if you believe that the unemployment is temporary, try to use the time and to maybe fill in the gaps in your resume in terms of skills. Also have a game plan just in case this goes longer than you are expecting. And we just, you know, we're sending you guys virtual hugs. And um, even by listening to these podcasts, you're getting financial education. There's a lot of great podcasts out there that can you know get you up to speed with whatever your industry is. If, if you're into online marketing, if you're in sales, listen to podcasts, get the right resources so that you're that much stronger a candidate when jobs do become available or when you go back to the job that you have. Be better at your current job that you go back to. Absolutely. Get your hustle on. It's, it's actually the best thing you can do for your stress and your mental health also. So don't, don't sit around and in that fro, froze mode, freeze mode is what we call it in psychology where you're frozen. Um, get unstuck, get moving. You don't have to know exactly where you're going, but there's so much benefit in, in just moving forward. Could not agree more. It's been so wonderful having you. Tell us more about where people can find out more about you and your, and especially TikTok. That's, that's your thing now. It's kind of my thing. Yeah. And I think I'm getting less and less embarrassed to say it. Um, <laughs> but I'm at Dr. Brad Klontz at TikTok, um, Instagram, and everywhere else. Very cool. And to follow our show on Instagram and be part of the polls, yeah, we do this live. Okay. We're at, at Money Friends Pod. That is our handle both at Instagram and on Twitter. And you can find out more about Dr. Brad Klontz and our other thought leader, rotating casts of guest hosts at our website, which is moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you again tomorrow. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>